So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, and I'm excited to be talking about this next topic. Let me dial this back in a little. There we go. Um, this next topic I want to talk about is, is a little bit some some strategy that we've been doing at Rapmate that is it's really good. Um, it's it's one of my I'm not gonna say one of my favorite things, but like so a little update. So if if you guys are just catching this podcast. Um, I'm the I'm the CMO for a vehicle wrapping technology company uh, called Wrapmate, and so we basically do vehicle wrapping. And you're like, well, what does this have to do with facilities management? It has a lot to do with facilities management. And so, you know, what I do is I like to um, use this podcast as a platform to share about things that I'm doing um, in Wrapmate, so that you guys get real life experience uh, or real life. Um, uh, knowledge from things that we test, things that we try, things that we just everything, you know. So, so anyways, we uh, so some people ask us like, hey, what's your what's your tech stack? Uh, and so when you hear the term tech stack, tech stack basically means um, like our technology stack. It's it's like you know the pieces of technology that you use for marketing or for you know uh, sales or, or for whatever it is. And so our tech stack are. Um, there's not a whole bunch of pieces to it, but there's a, there's a few pieces to it. Uh, we use uh, HubSpot as our biggest, like the biggest thing in, in, in all of it. So we use HubSpot Sales Hub um, as our CRM, and that has been a godsend and a blessing. It has been amazing to be using HubSpot. Uh, and then we also, I mean, my hair is like out of control. It's cold outside. I had to put a beanie on. And if you're watching this video, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, yeah, this is what I look like after wearing a beanie. Um, anyways, so we use HubSpot Sales um, HubSpot um, Sales Hub as our CRM. That has really helped us manage all of our contacts really well, uh, as far as like tracking deals, um, creating pipelines for our AEs, uh, creating fulfillment pipelines for our AMs, our account managers, and, and and just everything. So there's pieces that I'm involved in, there's pieces that I'm not involved in. And then we also use um, HubSpot's Marketing Hub as our marketing um, automation. So HubSpot's Marketing Hub automation is pretty robust. Um, it's got a whole bunch of cool things to it, including uh, one of the pieces is like email automation, uh, workflows, um, social media um, posting, like content calendar posting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, campaign creations, UTM tracking, like tracking codes, uh, integration with um, Facebook ads, as well as um, as Google ads. Uh, so you can look at all the stats. Uh, you can you know track everything on how people come into your site from direct from direct traffic to gosh, through paid ads, through organic, through email, whatever it is, you can track it all. And it's it's pretty powerful. And so there's a lot of you know pieces to Marketing Hub. So that's our, our marketing automation and we use it 
minus the email at the moment, we're using it to its fullest. And then we also use another piece called Service Hub. And that's kind of how our account managers track um, the progress of, of our of what's going on. So that's kind of our tech stack on that piece. And then other pieces that we also use that are outside of that tech stack uh, for like our SEO, um, for our SEO tool, we use Arefs um, or Ahrefs. I don't know how you, I don't even know how you pronounce it to be honest, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. So we use that as our SEO tool. Um, we use reviews.io as our review software. So we're in the process of getting that implemented. And then we, you know, there's a bunch of other things that we also use as far as technology. Um, let's see what else we, we use Linktree for um, Instagram. What else do we use? There's a few others. I should probably have an episode about my tech stack and go over it. Where I'm trying to get to is HubSpot. We uh, created this automation system. And so a lot of people, I, I notice this a lot in the facilities world that people are like, well, I don't like automated emails and it's just, you know, it's just not, you know, real and it's not authentic and it doesn't work and it bothers me. Here's what I have to tell you about that kind of attitude. Yes, it's, it's an attitude is you need to take out your personal agenda on how you feel about certain marketing strategies. All right. So let, let me, and before you're like, you know, F you Javier, I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. I'm serious about this. You as a, you know, facility manager leader need to take your personal agenda away from how marketing should be done. Okay. Now you might have preferences on how marketing should be done. However, you should not let those over, you should not let those things flow into, um, like a true like thought out marketing strategy okay and so one of the things that i hear uh, a lot of execs say is that they they hate email automation they hate automatic emails and they say well emails should be handled by um by the sales team and that is far from the truth okay here is the thing salespeople are great super talented at sales but they not may not be super talented at writing sales copy two different things they can write an email and probably try to sell something okay on someone that they've been talking to but they're not really the best at sales copy there's and there's a difference you're like what's the difference it's, it's sales is sales you know why can't they just write down the same thing that they just would say some people can't think that way okay and so so let me let me kind of preface this whole thing what we've done is we've created this entire communication tree or communication workflow is probably the better way of putting it. We've created this communication workflow for RapMate that um, that you get emails, you get text messages, the AEs get call tasks, all automatically, okay? And they get them based off of how the leads come in, and then they get all this information based off of their interests, and then they also get like these emails and text messages and, and call tasks over the course of like three weeks. And then if it's for like personal stuff, it's for over two weeks. And so where I'm coming from is, is like, this is all automated. This is all set up through automation, okay? These messages that we've created are written as though I am talking to you right now, okay? Like, like if I'm talking to John, I'm writing like that. The emails, the format of the emails are very clean, text-based, all right? Very personal. All right. Um, and so the beauty about this is that this is taking 
stuff off of the plate of our AE team to the point where they are closing deals because they're closing deals without even touching them. People are getting these emails. They're like, I like this. They make a purchase via email or they reply to a text message that they never sent. Okay. And then that then triggers that they purchase. We get money in the door and the AE can just make calls on other people that are, you know, closer to an SQL, a sales qualified opportunity. And so they can focus their attention to people that are going to really move the needle while automation moves people through the pipeline, through the funnel. Okay. And so this is, this is kind of what I mean. So when you are creating a marketing strategy and you have to create communication, like a communication workflow, the top of the funnel is going to be like, you know, anything that comes in. So that's going to be like organic traffic, paid acquisition. So like paid social, paid search, um, direct traffic, email, email, let's just take email out of that. So those are going to be like, you know, organic um, social. Those are going to be like your top of funnel. So they see something, they click on a link, they go to your site, they opt in, and then they, they get a little bit closer into there. So when they become, in our world, you know, they're a lead, and then if they have a real phone number and or real email, they become an MQL, Marketing Qualified Lead, right? Because there's something there that we can actually have a conversation with, whether it's text or email. And then depending on how they respond in there, they, they might reply back to one of those auto emails, and they say, hey, yeah, I want to talk to someone about, you know, getting my vehicle wrapped. Then they become an SQO, sales qualified opportunity. And then that moves into another pipeline. And then those become like where the sales team will start working those SQOs and move them into deals if they can get them to pay. And this is all done with automation. And the, the beauty about all this is that your sales team now focuses on the things that are going to convert. So the whole job of marketing is to make sales easy. That is, that is your whole job as a marketing leader, is to make sales easy. And using email automation, using SMS automation, using call task automation is going to do that. And so let me kind of paint it and how we do this, all right? So lead comes in. I'm not going to tell you the entire funnel because you're not going to know the terms, but lead comes in and then basically uh, they opt in to get a price for like their vehicle wrap. So they, they, they basically, that's our lead magnet. Okay. So they, they basically submit their contact info, which is going to be name, phone number, email, um, and zip code, I think is what it is. And so when that happens, then the lead gets whatever asset that they want. And then from there, we get a notification. That lead gets pushed into HubSpot, right? That lead will then get automatically an initial email about saying, hey, thanks for your interest in X. And here's some more information about Y. And then here are you know, the five things that you, know, that you need to know about, about Z. And if you want to move forward, here's a link to purchase now. Boom, email gets sent out. That does all this thing, right? Easy to glance written in text format, nothing, no, no HTML, no, not like looking nice. And you're like, well, that's not professional. It is. If I'm going to write a sales email, I'm writing it in text. I'm not going to try to make beautify this damn thing. Right. They also get an automatic text message that says, Hey, thanks for your interest in X. 
you know, um, if you have any questions or if you want to learn more about why, reply back to this text message so I can send you some more information about Z. And then that's all automatic. Text message gets fired out. And then a call task gets assigned to our AE. Hey, call John Smith. Um, he came in at whatever time. So then whenever the AE gets to work on Monday morning, he already knows that an email went out, a text message went out, and he's got a call task to call John Smith. So he's going to go down his call task and call John Smith because he's a new hot lead. You see what's happening here? This is all done with automation. And the AE team doesn't have to start sifting through things. These people are getting contacted immediately as they come in. So now the AE team calls John Smith. Let's say that they don't get a hold of John Smith. John Smith is... You know, not on the other, you know, it just wasn't there. So then now the AE team moves John Smith into a new workflow. That workflow is what we call in sequence. In sequence meaning like they'll start getting a sequence of three weeks of emails, okay, um, of emails, SMS text messages, and two more call tasks over the course of three weeks, okay? And so these emails are spaced out and each email, and we call this like this email, this email series more like an indoctrination series, okay, where we indoctrinate them about our company, about Rapmate. We educate them about some, some things that are about us. Like we talk about buying their vehicle wraps online. We talk about financing vehicle wraps online. We talk about um, how they can get a discount on their vehicle wrap if they reply within this, this you know, 24 hour period. Um, and then they're, they're getting emails and SMSs that, you know, that, you know, that work off of each other. So like I might send an email and then like a couple hours later, I'll have a text message that goes out and says, hey, John, did you get my email I sent you yesterday? It talks about X. Let me know if you didn't get it. You see what's going on here? And then the AE gets a call task to call like two days later after like a couple emails went out and, and SMSs went out. Call and be like, hey, John, did you get my text messages or did you get my emails or do you have any questions? And this is all done with automation. And then so for three weeks, they get a series of stuff. Okay, and you're probably thinking, Javier, that's a lot of communication. It's not. It's not. Because here's the thing. Once a lead comes in, do you think they're only married to you and they're only going to be seeing your content and they only care about your content? No. They're going to be going through your stuff and then they're going to be seeing what someone else is doing and what other companies are doing and what another company is doing. And they'll be calling and emailing and opting in and doing this. They're doing a little bit of everything. They're not done with your one. Okay. That happens very rarely. Like how often do you do that? Like never. So it's really important to understand that this entire communication tree or communication workflow that we've created is is really well thought out and this is the next level that we took it all right so if a lead comes in and they give you a garbage email address but a real phone number then that person will not get emails so then that won't affect our bounce rate so we have automation set up that we scrub emails and phone numbers and so they're only going to be getting text messages and the text messages are tailored to take them down over a series instead of three weeks, it becomes like, I think, one and a half or two weeks of text messages. And they don't refer back to the email. They're, 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 they're slightly different, but it gets them to contact our AE team. Now, vice versa, if the email is real, but the phone number is garbage, then they get only emails 
and they have there's no text messages that follow up and then the emails are set up to just take him through the indoctrination sequence now if they're both garbage both the email and the phone number they get automatically placed into unqualified meaning our sales team doesn't have to call a garbage phone number so think about this. So if someone puts in a real um, email address but a garbage phone number, our sales team doesn't have to call them. They let automation take care of everything else. If they put in a garbage email but real phone number, then the text messages go through as far as the, all the automation as well as the call tasks for the AE team. You, you get where this is going? And so I created emails. Oh, my God. I think I wrote 20. 25, 30 emails. And if you might be thinking like, that's a lot of emails, Javier. Yeah, it is. And it's totally worth it to give an experience that's unique for every person that comes in. Okay, about 25 or 30 emails, about 20 to 30 text messages. And they're all different based off of their, you know, how they come in and where they are in the series. All right, so that's that's the beauty about that. And so if they're, you know, both contact information for email and phone number is garbage, they get said to unqualified. If they're going through the series and they get to the very end and they don't do anything, they don't reply back to an email, they don't reply back to a text message, then they move into uh, nurturing. And so they get pushed into a nurturing campaign. And so that piece has not been built out yet. And I will do a podcast about that, explaining how nurturing campaigns are designed, but they get pushed into nurturing. So then they'll be getting a series of emails for 12 to 18 months, automatically pre-baked content that we pre-write. That's it. And then we'll also have other content that we'll be publishing or sending via email to the nurturing people about our podcast episodes, about a new blog post, about a discount, like just occasional things. You know, so this is the thing that that drives me up the wall. And I heard a, a, you know, a, a facility manager leader say this. They're like, I, I don't like email automation. I don't like it. And I, 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 I cringed because that is money left on the table. You're leaving money on the table because you're not using automation correctly. And the reason you, don't, you, you may not like it about you know, using email automation is because it's not authentic. It's because you've seen other people do it crappy. And so then therefore you think that you have to do it crappy. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, think about this. If you say, well, I don't like pizza because Domino's is horrible. Does that mean that all pizza is bad? No. I mean, there's better pizza than Domino's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Domino's is, is okay. It's good. If you're, if you work for Domino's as, a, as an FM, I'm not trying to knock it. I'm just using it as an example. You know, same thing with like, you know, I'm not ever buying a car um, that's a Ford because their engines break. I'm just making this stuff up. Does that mean all Fords are bad? No, it doesn't mean that. So you got to understand something like you got to take your personal agenda out of this whole thing. You experience something completely different. And it's not your fault that you've experienced bad marketings. Uh, I'm sorry, bad marketing emails or bad marketing SMS. It's the reason that you're, it, it, you think it sucks is is because i'm sorry the reason it's going to work is because you know there's other companies that do it better and so therefore you should do the same thing and try to make it better and it's really important that you understand this because 
I mean, AEs like our like our AE team. We we generate them. This last month, I'm sorry, yeah, this last month in March, ran the reports. We generated over 3,800 leads for our AE team. 3,800 leads for our AE team. That's a lot, and it's split between two people. Do you think they have time to call all 3,800 people? They don't, which is why we use automation. We basically make our team more efficient and allow them to go after the best leads possible. Now, we're not even done getting this thing you know, mapped out. Like We're gonna be doing lead scoring. We're gonna be creating email communication and um, SMS for SQOs, for leads that become SQOs. And it's just gonna continue to get better and better and better. And the only way to do this is using automation. And using Marketing Hub uh, in HubSpot is the best tool out there. It's the best investment. Like last month alone, we closed eight or nine deals that were not touched by the AE team. Like eight or nine deals that the AE team just came in on, on Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning and they're like, oh, someone bought our, our whatever and clicked on the link and purchased it on Stripe. That's cool. And they get credit for it. They get automatic credit because it's their lead. It's how it's distributed because it goes round robin. How cool is that as an AE person, right? That you just you just show up and like you got a deal closed and you weren't even the person doing the sale. It just did it. And that's why you don't want your sales team writing emails. You want a marketing person, a marketing copywriter to write your emails. That's why. So it's really important that you understand this is that email isn't just a salesperson writing something that they think is good. Like sales copy is written in a way that speaks to the audience that they're writing. And then that sales copy is going to start performing and it's going to start doing its thing. So that's what I want you guys to understand. And this is why I'm sharing this is you guys should be using automation um, with as much as possible, especially in today's technology. And then you make it look real. You make the emails in text. You write like you're really you're writing to John. Okay, you don't say, Dear John, thank you for taking the time to go into our website. It's like, hey John, thanks for dropping by our website. I see that you came in, and you wanted to learn more about um, you know, HVAC services for your facilities. And you know, just kind of curious, like, you know, how many locations are you looking at covering? Uh, and you know, when's a great time for us to schedule a, a time to chat? You know, like that's how you would talk to these people. You don't say, "Dear John," and and don't give me this whole like, "Well, we want to be more professional than the other IFMs out there." No, you're looking like a dumbass, okay? Because you need to speak like everybody else in that industry. All right. So understand that, like, you know, our our target market is home services. That's who we typically target for Rapmate, home services. Those dudes drop F-bombs. Those guys are very straight to the point. They use a lot of four-letter words. You know, like that, that's their lingo. That's their style. And that's how you, I'm not saying drop F-bombs in your emails, but what I'm saying is you should be communicating to your audience that way. You should be communicating like they think, like they are. And that's how your email should be designed. And that's how your text messages should be set up. And that's how your call tasks should be done. And that's how your sales team should be communicating when they get on the phone with them. So take this 
and like run with it because I literally gave you the perfect game plan on how to literally set up um, a communication tree or communication workflow for new leads coming into your, excuse me, coming into your um, into your system. So if you get questions, let me know. Three things I ask at the end of every podcast. Number one, make sure you give us a five-star review on uh, Spotify or Apple. We'd really appreciate that. Number two is connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. And then number three, the last one is share this podcast with somebody else. This podcast is nearing 500 downloads in just uh, just around three months, which is super duper exciting. And it's just continuing to grow. We're growing this thing organically. And so I just really appreciate all of you guys that are downloading this, listening to it on a regular basis. Um, and just, you know, asking me questions occasionally through DMs on LinkedIn. Um, I get, you know, different questions on like tech stacks and strategies and stuff like that. So I'm happy to answer those things. Um, there'll probably be a come, come a time and day, day and time where I'm not going to have time to answer those things, but leverage it now because, uh, you know, it is what it is. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.